Love Talk Radio. Get sexy for me. I love the way you work your body, yeah, baby, you a hottie, show me what you got, girl, drop it low, go slow, every inch that body, girl, I wanna know, pronto, hello, glad to meet you, now I'll freak you, then I'll teach you, your eyes hypnotize and mesmerize you, beautified, everything about you, girl, I'm eyeing you from head to toe, let's just leave and breeze and play a game called stripping show, I know you're feeling me, see, I know I'm feeling you, boo, anything we gonna do, remain between me and you, I wanna feel your touch, and I wanna feel your love, so imagine what will happen when our bodies start attacking, Doing the hook, just so you know. 
Oh, I know, but I'm talking about when you start getting into the the rap part of it before oh, okay, he goes okay. into the yeah, yeah. But all in all, congrats on your current mixtape because it is verbal battery, right? God, yeah, we got verbal battery one and we got verbal battery two uh, out now also. Okay. okay. And then I saw you had some other things going on, so congrats on those accomplishments as well. Um, my first Thank question you. to you, why the name Lord Payback instead of your given name, Eric? Uh, well, I basically, well, I've actually, that wasn't my original stage name. I've recently rebranded my whole company and changed the stage name because I've been doing this a lot longer than if you just Google Lord Payback, you'll see relatively new stuff. Uh, but Lord Payback basically came from uh, – I went through a lot with this game over the years. So, you know, Payback is kind of obvious. I want Payback for a lot of things. And right. the Lord part of it is kind of cool because uh, someone actually bought me uh, a plot of land in Scotland uh, where you're legally a Lord in that country. Wow. So I actually got their certificate and all that stuff sent to me. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of a cool, it's not, it's nothing serious. It's like a little plot of land. I'm not trying to make it like our own acres of land in Scotland. Right. It's, a, it's a little, you know, I'm not trying no, to. You don't want to hear that either. So uh, you know, he don't mean that. He don't mean that. It's a, um, he mean it's a, it's a little plantation. He don't, he don't mean it's a whole bunch of land for y'all to come after him for no tax money. So, yeah. Watch what you say. Watch there you go. Say. It's it's a piece of dirt, actually. That's, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. Have. He right. Yeah, that's what he means. Because <laughs> you know you better got a letter in the mail talking about you know the constable over there. Then yeah, don't say Apple on this show. I'm saying he don't know what he's saying. He, he, this is a, a gimmick. It's not real. So anybody listening from the IRS, he don't mean what he's saying. It's a gimmick. Like you know how they wear them big jewelry, the chains. He don't mean this. <laughs> that's right, girl. You know, right, yeah, they money off everybody. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's actually how it came about. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it came about like that. So I threw the Lord in front of it. It was actually funny because mm-hmm. at the at the time I was trying to think of something like in front of the payback, like some type of title. And I was going through it right. like major payback was something I came up with, and then I wasn't really liking it. And then uh, someone walked by me uh, when I was actually working out in the gym, and they went to me, uh, me Lord. As they walked by, because they they mm-hmm. knew about you know the thing I had, and then I'm like, Lord, payback. There right. you go. Well, it's befitting. I mean, it it goes along with the concept of how you spit your rhyme. So, I mean, it's befitting if you pick that. It's befitting the way you got it going. So now I'm asking, when did you first fall in love with hip hop? What was the first song that you heard that got your attention? Uh, straight out of Compton. Straight out Compton by NWA. What about it? What about and I was just a little, I was just a little little kid, uh, you know, hearing it. Uh, my cousin's friend actually had given me the music, and I went into my room and was listening to it. And probably as a little kid, all the cursing and everything, and everything that they were speaking about, I just thought it was just amazing how I've never heard anyone speak their mind like that and just say whatever they wanted to say. And I just fell in love with it after that, just that you could just say whatever you wanted to say. Okay. Well, for those who don't know, Lord Payback is, is it Italian? Because, you know, everybody don't like when you just say white descent. So is it Italian or, you know, Irish? What's in it? I'm part Italian and part English. Okay, I was going to say I saw the Italian part, but you know the last guy kind of said it. I ain't want to be wrong, cause you know everybody got these mixes. I mean, I got the Indian in me, but you know everybody got the mixes in them. So I'm just saying. But yeah, I got mixes. I don't even know. Okay. I don't even know the other half of my family. Like I don't even know what. Well, I, what I can see it in you when I saw you rapping. So I mean, I know that's what I was saying. <laughs> now, let me let me just add and put it out there just in case. I mean, nice looking young man, but you know I saw the. The next thing I said, let me ask first. I wanted to say black, but I was like, no, that's not that's not right. Because I'm looking at the nose and everything. I mean, look, when I, when I do research, I'm researching. I'm, I'm getting everything down because, you know, you got to have everything straight. But let's yeah, get into this about the industry. Well, it do. It do. Let's get into this about the industry because, as you know, right now, we got a lot of racial issues going on. And I'm understanding now from as I was Googling and looking up things on you, it's starting to reach into um, even businesses and different genres um, in different industries. 
So right now, what you saying with racism on the rise, and as a white or mixed artist, is there a problem with you in the industry as far as it's concerned to racism? I don't, not that I've noticed. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even see that to be honest with anything. I grew up with pretty much every race that you can think of, so I was always around everybody. So to me, I don't even like notice. Like if, when I go into clubs, if it's predominantly one race, it doesn't even like I don't even know anymore. It doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me at all. I don't. Um, on myself, no one's ever. I've never felt like anyone has ever held anything against me because of the color of my skin when I'm performing right. or something. I've never, I've never experienced any of it in this in this game. I've always felt like I've been judged on my skill level. So I, right. you know, I've never. Well, how many I've never years had an have issue. you been in the business? How many years have you been in the business? Fifteen. Okay. About fifteen. I've been doing. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had a lot of different successes in the business. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had songs in major motion pictures. I've opened up for artists. I've opened up for Remy Ma. I've opened up for Papoose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been nominated at Underground Music Awards for Most Original Solo Artist, Best Upcoming Rapper. I've mm-hmm. done, you know, a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of things. I've traveled to different states performing, doing shows. Well, I've pretty much, I think, done everything that you can do, but just in a small scale. No, I never say small scale because you don't sound like that. I mean, you know, it's just you've evolved. You just haven't hit the total mainstream. And I, I never call any of you guys small artists because the next day I, I've been to seeing you up somewhere mainstream. And, I mean, you probably see all about country, but I've probably seen somewhere mainstream. So I, I never call you guys. It, based on what I see now in, in, in the industry, I never call any of you guys that sound the way you sound and perform the way you guys perform small scale. I, I never say that because those who have been in it way too long have gotten soft and they've gotten complacent. And uh, they don't care anymore because they feel like their fan base ain't going to never leave them. And with that, it leaves that open space for you guys to get in there and be hungry um, and pretty much pisses them off, but that's what you get when you start sleeping. You can't you can't sleep on this business ever again because you know your your gender changes and so does your your skill of uh, pleasing your crowd set. You know you got any any one thing could you know tip the scale. So I mean you know I never say you guys are small scale. To me you you're all you know multi talented, multi platinum in my mind until you get there. And I mean and since that rap has evolved. Like the guys, the Beastie Boys. I mean, I put you up there with them. The Beastie Boys, Vanilla Ice, MC Snow, Eminem. Where do you see yourself among those legends? Because, I mean, for everything I've heard from you, it's a touch of each one of these guys in it. Assassin's sounding a little bit like Snoop Dogg. But on these skills, guys, you sound and most of your music is equipped toward their talent. So where do you see yourself among them? I've never ever in my life looked at myself as a white rapper. I've always looked at myself as a rapper who happens to be white. I've never mm-hmm. really like I've never looked at it that way. When uh my sound is I mean it, it, it's very it's very versatile. It sounds very different, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the mixtape or if it's a single or whatever it is. I mean, I've probably throughout my life dropped over 100 songs I've probably done and throughout everything there they're all a little different, but people usually, I get little things here and there where people like try and compare me to somebody else, mm-hmm. but it's never consistent. It's never like so many people say, you sound like this guy, you sound like this guy. It's pretty much all mm-hmm. over the place what people say. So I've never really, I've never looked at it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always just seen myself as a rapper and just the color of my skin is just whatever it was. Cause like, like growing right. up, I was more around black people than white people growing up. So I never so really like, if, if, if hmm? you got, if you got the gist of what the cliche I was trying to make, so were these dudes, these dudes yeah, didn't consider true. themselves white either. That's, that's why I was saying, where do you see yourself among these legends? These guys never saw color either. And yeah, all of their skill set was based on who they were, and none of them were pure white either. This is why yeah. I put you in the group with them, because based on the sound and just 
to be out there, enjoy what you're doing, you remind me of these guys. Because it wasn't about um, trying to, to please as far as people as doing what other people were doing. They made their own sound. They made their own way, whether it was like the not. You know what I mean? And as far as your creativity, you have that same ability that these guys have. That's why I said you're going farther than what you think. Because you have their same mindset as far as I'm out here to entertain, I'm out here to enjoy, I'm out here to, you know, produce good music. And that's what each one of these gentlemen I mentioned or group did. No, I appreciate that. I Thank you. That's, you a, that's, a, that's a nice mm-hmm. compliment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and even like before, just so there was no misunderstanding, when I said I did all these things on a small scale, I meant like, you know, like if I had a, I had a song in a major motion picture with Universal Studios, that movie Sisters right. that just came out, and like I mm-hmm. opened up for Remy Martin like twice, Papoose once, I did shows with Kay Slade. So I'm just, I was just saying like I didn't go on a world tour, but I've gone to different cities doing shows and stuff. But to me, it's I know like, what you, know, you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I was clarifying it for everybody listening because I okay, mean they cool. know how I do when I interview. I don't ever you know, put y'all in that category. You know, you've seen it done if you've been interviewed elsewhere. There's some that kind of shun you down as if, you know, you're just coming out there and they really don't give you that time, that quality, that research. You know what I mean? I've never done that with any artist or poet or anybody else I've interviewed. I always give you the full attention, the full credibility of research, just as if you were, like I said, a multi-platinum whoever. I give you that same credibility because I don't know what your next day going to look like. You know what I mean? You could blow up in a minute. You know, so I, I always that. give you guys that credibility. Where did you come up with the lyrics for most of that mixtape? Because they some tight beats, especially getting sexy for me. Where did you come up with the lyrics? Uh, well, I write everything. I mean, the uh, the Get Sexy for me is not actually on the Verbal Battery mixtape, though. The Get Sexy is just – Get Sexy is actually a transfer from – I had put that song originally out under my previous stage name, but that one, mm. like we had a video out that was done by a pretty big time director and the video dope and everything. And uh, some terrestrial radio stations have been interested in playing it. So I was like, I might as well like everything else I'm leaving behind, but I'm going to take this one with me. Uh, mm. And the verbal battery, that's more like my sound you know, with my Lord Payback name, that's that's more my style of music. That hard, aggressive, you know, braggadocious type of lyrics. That that that's mm-hmm. more me. The Get Sexy is a cool record. It's in, more of an R and B slash rap music because right. uh, I'm versatile and I can make I can make songs like that. But that's not if you're gonna buy a Lord Payback album or a mixtape or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna be what most of it's gonna sound like. Most of it's going to sound like what you hear on the verbal battery mixtape. So whoever hasn't so heard where the is verbal ain't saying battery nothing. Mixtape. What about what about ain't saying nothing? Is that the same way too? No, nah, ain't, ain't saying nothing. That's like more. Yeah, that's like that's more my style of. If I was going to choose to listen to music, like what I mm. listen to personally, ain't saying nothing is something I would listen to. Like to get sexy, that's not, not like something that I would listen to on the regular. I'd have to be more in a specific mood to hear that, but they ain't saying yeah. nothing. That's more what, if you want to know what's on my playlist, stuff like that all day. That, okay. you know, like I like artists like Ace Hood, uh, Waka Flocka, like mm-hmm. people like that. I would, you know, those are the type of artists I like to listen to. The hard-sounding artists. Why didn't you start your own record label, or do you have one? Because I didn't see that up there. Yeah, actually, I do have my own record label. A lot of okay. the stuff was actually taken off, like I said, when I rebranded my name. I actually okay. redid it. Uh, so now uh, the new name of the company is called Prover Point Records. I just mm-hmm. got all the paperwork finished with that. So I was like, I'm okay. like I said, I, I'm rebranding like everything right now with the Lord Payback. Mm-hmm. It's Prover Point Records. The website, thelordpayback.com. I have a a full fledged merchandising deal. Uh, with a company named Merch Direct with Payback Apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, stuff like that we uh, put out. So it's like all, you know, it's it's not it's not in the very beginning because everything's official now with the names and the trademarks yeah. and all that stuff. But I do have my own uh, record company, and I do have deals in okay. place. I have a, 
of a licensing deals to get, you know, songs and movies and video games and that stuff of a merchandising deal. Like when I have a merchandise deal, I don't have like t-shirts made up where like I drive around with them in the trunk of my car selling mm-hmm. them. It's a, it's a factory where you have to order it online. Like you're ordering it from Amazon or anything like that. It gets shipped from the factory and things like that. Right. Uh, and you know, I have the, uh, the distribution deal also as far as I like, getting my music on all the online outlets. Well, what prompted so, the change? From from what you already had that I was looking at when I did the research and went on went on your other pages and going through the um background. the name change yeah it was, what, it was what prompted that for, whole it, change it was time for a change it, I felt like it wasn't working I had gotten pretty far with that name I had like sit downs mm-hmm. with uh Sony where they were actually taking me out to dinner and they uh. Uh, we're talking about all these different things with me being their flagship artist for like a new rap division they were putting out. And just through my own internal people, things kind of went south because they were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And then I kind of had to take a step back and, you know, just refocus myself. I took a step back and stepped away from the music for a while because it was just, you know, too much mentally on me with all the things that went uh, wrong at the, you know, at the, pinnacle moment when everything was about to take off so right. like I felt like that old name I wasn't that person anymore and now like Lord Payback that's more the person I am even when you said like you listened to the Verbal Battery mixtape you said the name fits with the music mm-hmm. I'm saying right. so it's just it just it's just a it's a reckoning everything's like coming back around and stuff like, okay. I feel like, you know, I, I just wasn't that person anymore. That person to me was dead that did all those things. And for me to move forward with all this, I needed to recreate myself, which isn't really like an odd thing for an artist to do. No, like it's so nice. many artists change their names more than one time. But this right. like, just feels right to me. This feels like I like I am Lord Payback. That's who I right. am. I know what I got to get payback for. There's a cool story with how I got the Lord thing. It's not like I just made it up. I told you, like, I'm actually right. really legally am a Lord, which is kind of funny sounding, but it's, I got, like, mm-hmm. the paperwork and everything on it. It's yeah, we're going to keep talking about that because we don't want nobody coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's keep running through that. Yeah, yeah cool. keep forgetting the IRS. IRS. We <laughs> <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm it, just trying to sound cool, lucrative? that's it. I, well, I know it is, and we're going to leave it at just being cool. Is, is it more <laughs> lucrative or business savvy to work with other producers than just, you know, your own staff, outside producers? When you deal with producers who aren't knuckleheads, like a lot of the it, a lot of the guys are really knuckleheads. They don't know have their business right. Like I have people that I deal with all the time. It's It's hard. Well, first of this, it's hard to find that people have to realize just because you make a beat, that doesn't make you a producer. You're a beat maker. If you make mm-hmm. a beat and you just hand it off to someone and then the artist takes it to the studio with them, you're not there and they put the whole song together and coordinate everything, the, the artist is producing the record. You're not producing the record. Maybe you'll get a credit that says produced by, but you really didn't produce a record. You, you made a beat. Production right. is a lot more than just handing someone a beat. But the problem that I run into, and I've and I've dealt with named producers who you would know many songs that they did, and you know people that you wouldn't know what they did because they you know they're not on that grand scale of you know doing records with you know multi platinum artists and things. Right. I worked with everything in between. The problem with a lot of people is that they don't have their paperwork right. So mm-hmm. when you like you'll you'll try and buy a beat from someone exclusive rights is what I deal with because I have to own the master. If I don't own the master, I can't move forward with things. And right. then when you talk to them about paperwork, the conversation stops. It's either that they don't have paperwork, which really isn't a problem because my company, I do this. It's, this is this is everyday thing for me. I have paperwork in place to do mm-hmm. you know deals and everything is on the up and up. There's no there's no sneaky things in there. And I'll even tell producers, read it, take it to a lawyer, be comfortable with it. Just don't mm-hmm. sign it. I don't want any right. misunderstandings later on. This is what it is. And a lot of times they try they try and do shady things. I had someone mm-hmm. recently, a real a real idiot, he wanted to sell me something exclusive rights. And I was like, okay, cool. We agreed on everything and I said, send me the written agreement. Then there was no mm-hmm. response anymore. 
and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I told him what I just told you. I have my own no response. Then I shazammed the beat. He had already sold it to somebody else because it was right. out there. So he was trying to get slick and just get money and on something he already sold. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. So I've noticed a lot of people who have that talent, their mm-hmm. mind isn't right. So as far as it being lucrative, it's not lucrative to work with somebody like that. But if you can get that producer who understands your style and they understand how the business works with the paperwork and all those mm-hmm. things, then it is. I produce most of my records myself. I'll get the beats from people, but they're not in the studio with me. Right. Very rarely has that happened. Usually I do it with my engineer. He actually mm-hmm. we kind of produce it together. We've been working together for so many years. We right. sit down and then we, we you know we produce it. We know where we want to get the drops, where we want to mix the records, and and do all those things. Well, have you ever so then, turned down working with an artist or producer because of creative difference? I mean, something that you morally or, you know, you yes. just thought business-wise was a bad decision all the way around? Yes, I've walked away from, I've walked away from things that most people wouldn't because if it, it, it's not right. Like I, like I said, I, I had things going with Sony and all things like that, but my people... I was working with, they were doing shady things all along the way, so it couldn't end well. Like, I was losing myself in it because of all the shadiness that was going on around me. I was becoming Mm -hmm. something I didn't want to become. Like, when I was looking myself in the mirror, I was like, you're actually becoming like the people you can't stand. I was like, you got to take it so it didn't matter to me, so I just pretty much stopped everything. I was like, I can't, I don't care anymore. I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of learned in life that I look at things, if it can't end well, don't start right. it. you right about I've had that. Pe- I've had people who have offered me large amounts of money for 50% of my company, mm-hmm. but the way they came at me and it was like they wanted to own me, mm-hmm. and then to me, I'd say, no, take your money and go somewhere else with it. I don't care how much I can't do that. If it's going to make me miserable every day, it doesn't matter to me how much money you're going to give me, and you're not going to own me. You see, here again, you saying something that I've asked everybody else now because they keep acting like education and experience is, is not an issue when it comes to anything in your life. And what you're saying with this right now, before we go to break and we play um, Ain't Saying Nothing, answer this for me right here. For you personally, I don't care what kind of education you've had and all the experience in 15 years. If you didn't have gone through any of that or experienced any of that or learned from any of that, would you have made any bad decisions had you not had education or experience to give you that background to help you make better decisions? Oh, absolutely. Everything I feel like everything I did the first time around was wrong because I was, you know, uh, people ripping me off, people stealing i mean just every 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 stupid thing you could think of at one point or another someone tried to pull on me but now i'm mm-hmm. so much wiser cuz now it's like everything i just say no when you you know when you're first coming up you really don't understand what to say no to everyone right. promises you everything and you get so excited cuz you think this is going to be the thing that's going to take me here this is going to be the thing that's going to take me there so even like inside if you know like, this doesn't sound right, but mm-hmm. I'll let it go anyway because just in case. And then you get ripped right. off. And then you're like, well, I knew I was going to get ripped off, but I did it anyway. But then mm-hmm. after a while, you start to learn, and all the snakes, they move the same way. They sound the same sure way. It's do. all a familiar ring. So now Great. it's like I identify it so fast, and I just walk away. I've had mm-hmm. so – like, even the last month or so, I've had so many situations of just BS, and I just now – I'm proud of myself because I don't overreact. I c- control my emotions better right. and act more assertively where, you know, someone will do something really disrespectful and maybe my first instinct is like I want to just, you know, break this guy's face right now mm-hmm. as opposed to now I can like breathe for a second and laugh and just walk away and be like mm-hmm. I don't have to do that to prove a point. I know what I – capable of doing i can i can let me move on to the next thing it's not it's not worth it to me but you know years ago you know you have to go through all those 
experiences to to make you smarter. You're gonna you have to get beat up in life. Everyone's gonna get beat up in life. It's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. Because you have to get up from it and keep moving forward. Okay. Well, we're going to get right back into this. Right now, we're getting ready to hear your second single that um you got out there, Ain't Saying Nothing, and then we'll be right back to the rest of this interview. Dope. Ow. 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 Oh, how they talk, man. Oh, they love to talk, man. Oh, how they talk, man. But they ain't saying nothing. Oh, how they talk, man. Oh, they love to talk, man. Oh, how they talk, man. But they ain't saying nothing. All that talking, but no action. Back in your face. Yeah, I'm slapping the taste at your mouth. I'll leave no doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Want to intimidate, but you ain't wrong. You should anticipate, call your bluff. You just simulate all this stuff. You you up and pop, but you ain't tough. See right through you, you transparent. Someone should have killed your parents before they had you. Mommy had you, now she crying, cause I will snatch you. Yeah, kidnap you, make you suffer. Just cause you a dumb motherfucker. Everything you said, it was bullshit. Now it's time to eat my full clip. Oh, how they talk, man. Oh, they love to talk, man. Oh, how they talk, man. But they ain't saying nothing. Oh, how they talk, man. Oh, they love to talk, man. Oh, how they talk, man. But they ain't saying nothing Keep on talking, keep on yapping Yeah, we'll see just what will happen If you don't stop this nonsense Cut out your tongue, now you done No more speaking, I can't hear you Now you reeking, it's a preview Of what's coming for your future I got people, they will shoot you Hurt you, poodle, then demolish You went too far, can't admonish you anymore What's in store, time to listen I'm the law Oh, how they talk, man Oh, they love to talk, man Oh, how they talk, man But they ain't saying nothing Oh, how they talk, man Oh, they love to talk, man Oh, how they talk, man But they ain't saying nothing Nothing, 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 nothing No, you frontin' nothing, 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 nothing No, you bluff it, ah I'm out All right that was Ain't Saying Nothing by Lord Payback. And now we're into the second part of the hour of Welcome to the Country. I am Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady. You still with me, Lord Payback? I'm there. I'm here. All right. Now, before we took that break, you was going into the experiences that um, people go through in order to um, use them to do better in business, like I asked. What is one of the most standout experiences that you went through that has made you who you are today? Uh, what do you mean by standout? Like some BS I went through? What experience are you going to talk about? One that stands out to you that taught oh, you the that biggest lesson mm-hmm, that made you well, who you are today? I mean, I could get like, well, you know, like what I was discussing before when I had, uh, you know, Sony wanting to make me their flagship artist, and those no, are no, no. Words. I mean personally, not business wise. I mean personally, and I'm talking about Eric, um, not lower payback. <laughs> um, personally, I mean personally, uh, yeah. I get nosy like that. Give me a personal <laughs> experience that has made you who you are today. One that stands out that you know, and that experience you learn something important that you will never do again. Hmm. Trying to think, uh, often most of my <laughs> most of my uh, life learning lessons have come from something in the music industry. Uh, trying to do wow, things. Wow, no personal uh, life. <laughs> no, <laughs> they 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 inter they intertwine. Uh-huh. They intertwine at something. They intertwine. Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna say, what the hell? You a first? What the? <laughs> they, wow. they wind up intertwining a lot. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could like, I don't know, like, if not standing. I'm, I'm usually not lost for words. What about like, bad relationships or something like that? Because I'm being anti single. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of bad relationships and things like mm-hmm. that. As opposed, you know, things like that. Like, I've, I've learned, I've learned if it can't end well, don't start it. 
I mean, with with personal personal relationships, like right. if you're even talking with a female or something, if it's mm-hmm. like you know, if it's someone that you work with or something, and you know there's oh, an attraction God, to each thing. other, you know, yeah, yeah, you know that expression, don't shit where you eat, you know. That's so it. yeah, so basically, you know, maybe it'd be fun in the beginning, but then once things start to go bad, then it's it's a wrap mm-hmm. over there. You can't even like go yeah. to your job anymore without you okay. to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets rough and stuff. Uh things like right. that. I like you know, that's I've learned I mean, without giving like a specific example that if it doesn't feel right in my soul and inside, mm-hmm. if I start to get that like pain in the middle of my chest, I know it's for a reason so I don't move forward with it. Whether it's a relationship with a person, whether it's business-wise or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm like more of an energy reader. I don't really right. listen to what comes out of people's mouths because words, you know, like ain't saying nothing, you know, all that talking mm-hmm. but no action. Mm-hmm. That's just people right. they all day but say nothing. So I more see the energy that comes off their body when they're talking to me or just the mm-hmm. way they move, and then I'll decide if it's something I'm going to move forward with. Like that ain't saying nothing song. I wrote that one day right after like someone was just talking a lot of just nonsense to me. I was just staring and looking at them, and I in my mind I'm right. not saying anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went right home and I found mm-hmm. that beat and I threw the beat on and that I pretty much wrote the hook instantaneously wow. as soon as the beat mm-hmm. came on. That the first thing that came out of my my, my mouth. And I wrote it down and I was like the hook was done in less than thirty seconds. Wow. So I'm not really sure if I answered your question. I kind of went on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, a you, did. you did. You did. Because, I mean, it's, it's basically what you said. I mean, if it don't feel right, you're not going to do it. But, I mean, do no. you have any children? Because I didn't see that either. I didn't see any, any family per se. Do you have any kids? Yeah. I have a son. Okay. He's two years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, he just turned two. I have a baby. Oh, but, oh you know, having him changed, changed my whole life. Like mm-hmm. there's not, it doesn't. I look at things so much more, so much differently now. If I, mm-hmm. if I'm having a rough day, one of those days that we all have, when you're just nothing seems to be going right, and you know you mm-hmm. just want to, you know, blow up the world, and then I come home, and the moment I open the door, my little man goes, "Dad, dad, dad, dad," and mm-hmm. he runs and gives me a hug and stuff. All that mm-hmm. other stuff doesn't seem important anymore. It's like who cares? Right. At the right. end of the day, none of that's really important or worth getting upset over like this is what's important taking care of my little man right here and making sure that you know he can have a good life and not experience a lot of the things that I experienced where I grew Mm -hmm. up and everything that you know I live in a nicer neighborhood now have a house I didn't I didn't grow up as a kid with these things so it's nice I think that uh that you could only do so much in one lifetime like there's only so much you can accomplish in a lifetime we only have x amount of years to accomplish things but Mm -hmm. as a parent what i should be doing is setting my child and my bloodline up further ahead of me then hopefully he can continue to do that so the bloodline keeps escalating and getting on a on a higher level so my focus now that's a more mature and and positive means, and I'm hearing from a man. I mean, you look like you're in the between twenties and thirties. Most of the guys in that age group don't even think that positive. They're not thinking ahead for their children. They're thinking for themselves. It's it's become a self-centered. Where it was the women self-centered, now it's the men falling into that very same game. Because as I said on one of my posts, you know, men fail to realize their daughters become what they learn from them. If they're not giving them that particular structure and shelter, don't get mad when she's out there, you know, being a hoe instead of somebody white, you know, and and, and, and the same token for the boys. The sons being raised, they watch everything you guys do. Even at his small age, he's a sponge. Everything daddy feels, everything daddy does, he does, he feels. And if you don't see it now, you're going to see it when he start hitting those ages where he can then express himself. That's why no, laying that foundation you talking about, yes, that's why that laying that foundation you talking about doing is a solid, good promise because that's what these kids need. 
I don't I don't care how it may look like back in the day we felt like I'm forty four. We felt like back in the day, you know, things were being done, parents were being hard on us, they were wrong. No. Now as a parent going forward and, and, and surrogating other people's children, I see that everything I learned from my grandma with them ass whippings, everything made perfectly good sense. Being told these things weren't right made perfectly good sense. Because later on, I had to use that ability and focus on it to get myself out of some bad jams. So that, that, that experience you want to give him is a very good thing and hold on to it. No matter how you know far you go with this business, make sure you keep family first because I see a lot of artists getting away from that. They're getting away from putting family first, and you cannot do that. You can't. Not in this generation you can't. You can't walk away even from the little ones. You know, it's, yeah, it's very important head. to keep that going on. And, I mean, and talking about that, even with you growing up, was there a particular legend that you want to work with if you ever got a chance to? I would absolutely love to work with DMX. DMX, <laughs> DMX changed, like, that, that album, uh, It's Dark yeah. and Hell is Hot, like, that changed. He, I related to him so much. Uh, wow. He, he, when the way he talks to God and he talks to the devil on the different mm-hmm. songs, like he was just someone that I connected with so much. I would, I would just like, I've never got, I've, I've never got to meet him. I, I've met wow. plenty of, plenty of artists and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, are out there. I've been in the studio with them where I'm in the studio and we're in the same studio. Cause like I, I've done, you know, I've done a bunch of cool things in this industry where you know I've been around major players in the game and stuff, but I've yeah. never I've never met him. But like I would just like to shake his hand one day and just have a conversation with him. And I mean, mm-hmm. doing a song with him, he's not you know the most relevant artist nowadays. His you know right. his height has passed where he was number one, but to me he'll always be number one. I it's know. not even so much that he's the, the he's he's yeah, not he's the bad. best. Yeah, he's not the best lyricist out there but the overall everything the energy and just he's real like that realism when he says something it's there's passion behind it and whether you agree with him or not he's being him and I've mm-hmm. always loved people like that like I've hung out with people like the biggest thug on the block who you know runs the block and everyone's scared of and got along with him or mm-hmm. I've hung out with the biggest nerd in the world who wants to sit at home and read books and play video games all day. And I can mm-hmm. get along with anybody as long as they're themselves. When right. people are them, themselves, I love them for it. And it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. weird you are or how nuts you are. If you're just yourself, I connect so much with you because I'm like that. I'm myself. Right. I don't change up. It doesn't matter where I am. And I can no, go sir. anywhere. I've been mm-hmm. in I've been in badass neighborhoods and states I don't even know about, and I'm fine wherever I go. Right. I never right. I never worry. I always feel like no matter where I go, I'm the one that people need to worry about, so I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> and and it shows, I guess, when I walk around, people right. say things like that's not someone mm-hmm. that you're gonna want to start with because he looks comfortable in areas where he shouldn't look comfortable. Right. So, it, it, yeah. So if you sense that, you're either like he's crazy, mm-hmm. or there's something else going on, and people don't like starting with crazy. Right. You don't know how crazy right. he's going to react. Well, aside from so, different artists, I mean, what is inspiring you to stay in this business? Because I know, as I was, you know, doing the research and everything on you, um, a lot of artists were saying they're getting tired of the way things are going in this industry, they're getting tired of the artists. Like I said, most of them becoming lazy, complacent, um, shady, and, and different number of things. But aside from taking care of your baby and, and, and building a legacy for him, personally, for lower payback, what is inspiring you to stay in this business? I I love doing it. I, lo- I just love I love writing. I love rapping. I love performing. I'm dope live. People tell me I I love I love performing for a crowd. I love getting energy. I just love everything about this. 
This is like for me. Like this isn't even like my plan. This is like God's plan for me is to do something with the music. And, you know, he hasn't made an easy path to me with it, but that's kind of just what it is. You know, anything mm-hmm. in life worth having, it's not going to be an easy path. I've learned. Uh, but I just love this. I love it. Like even if I'm like I, I can get uh, I could get enraged rather quickly. Mm-hmm. So if then I come home and I put a beat on, I could let it all out on the pen and paper, and I feel right. really good after. I'm like I'm letting it out that way. Like I just I just love doing it. Even you know I I want to make it really happen for you know financially because then I could take mm-hmm. care of my son the way I want to where hopefully he won't ever have to want for anything but I really I just love doing it like I've been doing it for a long time I've you know I've made some money with it I've done a lot of things for free I've spent a lot of money you know putting together these companies and stuff but I've gone through you know things with it that have put me in depression where after everything fell apart for me with the record deals, like there was like a period of time I wouldn't even leave my house. I was so depressed. I stopped yeah. listening. I stopped listening to music for a while. Like if we were in my car, the radio did not go on. Like if you wanted to hear music, you had to get out of my car. I'm like, the music's not going on. Like we don't listen to music in this car. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I went through things like that, but it doesn't matter. Whatever I go through with this, I always come back to it. Anytime yeah. I try and walk away from it, it co- mm-hmm. it comes back to me. I was done with it. I was like completely mm-hmm. done with it. Then out of nowhere, my song got in that movie Sisters that came out. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing was I stopped even checking my company emails. And they were getting, wow. trying to get in touch with me for a while. Then they finally called the phone. They're like, Do you, like just, they want your song for this movie. You know, when they, you know, they break down what they're going to pay you and everything and royalties yeah. and, and all those things. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I haven't even, I, like, I don't even remember the password to my uh, company account anymore. I stopped checking it. And like, well, you need to check it because they, they're going to move on if you don't answer them soon. So then, mm-hmm. like, obviously getting a song in a major motion picture, going to the movie theater and you see your name and your company name and you hear it playing in the movie theater, it gets you pumped up again. Then I go wow. through things and I get kicked in the face again, you know, with it because mm. it just seems to always happen. I just did a show in New York where there was shady things that happened with it, but I handled mm. it more maturely. I didn't like try and start a riot in the club. I actually, you know, handled it maturely. So okay. it, it, I just love it. It's, it's, it's just for me. I love doing it. I'll continue to do it. it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll, I'll continue to do it, it, whether it's just for myself or it's for, mm-hmm. you know, millions of people or anything in between. I just, I absolutely love doing this. I get to say whatever I want to say. I get to perform for people and I get, I run my own company. I'm business minded. I've learned mm-hmm. so much throughout these 15 years of, of doing this. I've done a lot of cool things, you know. That who most people won't do in their life, you know. I've, regardless of what happens with it, whether I get the biggest success in the world with it or I never get any bigger than I currently am, like I've mm-hmm. done it. I've performed, you know, in different states. I've been on TV. I've been on the radio. I got a song in a movie, you know. So I've done it. Like at the end of the day, no one could take that away from me. Right. I know what I got to do with it, and. And I love doing it. I love putting the words together. And a lot of it is effortless for me. It's it's not hard for me to do it. It's mm-hmm. a very natural talent I have. With and that's them. why I say you remind me of those guys because you do it like they do. It's a, they enjoy doing it. It is oh, something it. that they want to do, right, and it's not forced at all. I mean, it just they're having fun with it. It naturally flows from them. Again, like I said, that was a reason why I referenced to those guys because you you are the same way. That's why I said you get excited. Certain parts and certain songs, you get excited. You do sound like Snoop. That's why I said that because you get right into it. And you don't even think you realize you're doing it. But there are certain parts and certain songs where you just you just let it go. Like I mean, you start out, you know, with the lyrics. I guess in your head, you know what you're saying, and then all of a sudden you'll just let it go, and a whole nother you know momentum picks up. And if, go back and look at one of your songs. You'll see what I mean. A whole momentum just picks up on you 
out of nowhere. Like, you know, you're totally becoming comfortable with the song, and that's how you do until the end, until the last beat is played. And I like that interest in your music because as long as you keep that interest, you'll keep enjoying what you're doing because that's mainly what it's about, entertaining. It's nothing serious. It's about doing what you love and performing for people because that's what you love to do. And I wish a lot more of the guys would stay in that realm where you're at. So hold on to that until, you know, you decide you want to retire because that's what's going to keep it positive and all the negative things that, you know, you went through, they'll just roll right off. Aside from saying, baby, they'll roll right off you because you know why you're doing it. That's another reason why a lot of artists don't make it. They don't understand why they're doing it. They know what they want from it, but they don't know why they're doing it. Hmm. As long as, you know, I can continue to see that in you, why you're making the music, why you're entertaining, and why you sound as good as you do, I don't, like I said, I don't see you not going no further. And I mean it for yourself, where do you want to see Lord Payback go going on into the future? Into 2018, where do you want to see Lord Payback? I, at this point, I want one song to really take off. I want to have one song really take off where, you know, I feel like I want to get everything out of this that I've wanted. I want to have the one, you know, go, you, know you get more than one song, awesome, but just one to really take off. I'm going to go like on a tour a real tour and not just, you know, a city here and there, a real tour, sell my merchandise and just get like whatever you're supposed to get out of this, every experience, you know, hopefully just mm-hmm. the positive ones. I know you get a lot of negative experiences with this. I feel like I've already had all those, I, I've actually, right. you know, experienced the other side of it just mm-hmm. to, to get all of that. And then like at the end of the day, when I'm on my deathbed one day, I want to be able to lay there and smile and be like, I lived my life the way I wanted to live my life. I set out to do something against all odds. I overcame Mm -hmm. insurmountable odds, and I did it, and I did it my way, and I didn't succumb to a lot of the evils that come with this business that jeopardize your soul moving forward because you're willing to do anything to get this, that that's not me. I, like I said earlier, I've said no to, you know, large amounts of money because mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to end well for me mm-hmm. or the other people involved with me who were going to do something stupid to, you know, either to force my hand to possibly do something that I shouldn't do. Right. So I, that's, what, that's what I want out of it. I want, I want to complete it. Because I feel like I've come very close to com- completing it and to really get something out of it. Because I, I know that I'm good enough to do it. I know mm-hmm. that if I can get the right person to hear something, I could sell mm-hmm. myself to them. Because people tend to invest in people, not their yep. products. If you right. if like someone would meet me and really sit with me, they'd see what I can offer. And then after that, Possibly, I have my own company, maybe help some artists get mm-hmm. in the game and not have to go through a lot of the BS I had to go through, maybe save Do you have people. any artists now? Do you have any now? I, no, I don't ha- I'm more focusing on myself. I have people that approach me sometimes with things, and I do – I know how to get it to a certain point. Okay. I know how to get the music and get it all out to a certain point where it's – really close to blowing up but mm-hmm. I haven't got it to the point where it's blown up yet once I'm able to do that then I'll know how to take artists on and to be honest a lot of rappers are pains in the asses they all think that they, they're all nice most of them <laughs> are garbage they're just, they mm-hmm. are, they're just garbage they, don't, they can't rap they, they just can't they, they don't know how to write mm-hmm. song structure everyone thinks they're the greatest thing I probably more want to deal with you know uh a female R&B singer or something as opposed to a rapper because wow. they, they, they're pains in the asses. They all they all think they're the nicest, and a lot of them are just trash. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm, str- I'm, well, I'm a little payback. I got to be direct. Like a lot, of y- a lot of y'all rappers, you think yeah. you can rap, you can't. You, you really can't. You ain't saying nothing. You just can't. You're not good. I mean, get back to the pen and pad, whatever. I mean, oh, when I Lord. practice for this, I really, <laughs> I do it. Like, 
Like I can, I I wrote down everything that you have to do to be a dope artist and practice right. ball, freestyling, mm-hmm. how to perform a show, how mm-hmm. to write a song, how to rap over different BPMs. Another mm-hmm. thing to rappers out there, if you can just rap your lyrics over that specific beat, and if someone right. puts a different beat on and you can't rap those same lyrics over it, you you're not at professional status. If you can't you do it acapella take, either. And that too, if, you, if I can't call you out, if I can't call you out acapella like like Snoop and them can do, and you can just bust around in about five minutes or five seconds and give me something straight off the top of your head and put it together, yeah, you have to be able well, to come in it in all different aspects as well. Exactly, you have to be. I've practiced everything. I like mm-hmm. anything I ever did. I used to play basketball. I used to be a ball player before I tore my knee. I. Said to myself, you, you have to be able to rebound. You have to be able to pass. You have to be able to play defense. You have to be able mm-hmm. to shoot. You, uh, and I work at everything to be the complete player. So I'm like a complete artist. I can write yeah, about right. anything. I've made some like pop songs I've written. Like I can, mm-hmm. I just, you got to perfect everything because you don't know where your break's going to come from. And if you, to me, if you're not trying to be number one, then it, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I strive for greatness when I do this. I want to mm-hmm. be number one in the world. And you, no one could really convince me that anyone is better than me at this. That's People right. have more, you know, exposure, and they're mm-hmm. out there more. And because of that, they get to do it every day. You know, like I got to do other things to make money to, you know, mm-hmm. pay my bills and p- provide for myself. So I'm not right. 24 hours a day. But I feel like if I was, then no one, mm-hmm. no one, no one would touch me with it. And if you right. don't think like that, then you really shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. And you still got to get that studio time. You have to, because I know LL Cool J, Ice Cube, when they did interviews on VH1, even um, Jay-Z said, a lot of times some of these different arenas that they got to pay. Now, now, man, you you paying all that money for the ticket to see them. They got to pay all that money behind the scenes for the, you know, the stage prop, the, the you know, the audio and all that mess. They've all said many a times they've been in arenas, big arenas, where the stages, um, the audio has went bad or, you know, some, some wire is blown. And they've had to been up there with people who have paid hundreds and thousands of dollars for tickets. They've had to get out there for an hour, hour and a half, and do the show a cappella. You know, just come up with rhymes until, you know, they could get the sound system fixed because they didn't want to be known as Milly Vanilli. So it's been a few times that they said they've had to get out there. They learned that experience. Prepare yourself just in case the systems don't work. Prepare yourself in case all the crew don't show up. You gotta, you have to have a constant practice. I don't care what else you do aside from this business. You have to have a constant practice in the studio, in your bathroom, wherever you got to go, they said, to keep that stuff fresh in your mind. <clears throat> you have to. Because you don't know when you're going to get called on the carpet, and you don't know when something's going to go wrong. Especially when people have paid all that money. You don't want to lose that criteria. That criteria you don't want to lose that clientele. You want to keep them around. So I've heard a lot of them say that more than once. Even now as they've been older, they said the same arenas they played for years still having the same problems. They got to get out there and say, if you notice why they be sitting in the chair and be, you know, going acapella or, you know, doing little rhymes, there's something wrong in the back. And they've done it for so long. The fans don't pay no man. You just start singing right along with them. You know what I mean? You don't know what's going on back there. They do because they got the earwig in. They know what's going on. And they just go ahead on, you know, and just keep the show going. You have to be able to constantly keep entertaining. And I think that's what a lot of artists are forgetting. You have to constantly entertain. And 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 aside from entertaining, watch your back because you cannot you cannot go out there and do things that you think are never going to come back on. Y'all say that to artists too. Be real careful what you do personally, because once you put yourself in the limelight, you're gonna stay in there. Whatever you do personally, everybody will see. And you really don't want that to come back on you later on in your career. You want to keep that that straight path as best you can. I mean, that's that's how you want to do it. And we got about two minutes. So if there's anything that you want to plug right now about Lord Payback, you can go right ahead. All right. I think that was excellent advice you just said. Uh, I want to plug my website, www.lordpayback.com. You can check out my mixtapes, Verbal Battery, Volume 1 and 2, my video for Get Sexy. I got a lot of dope apparel out there, T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves that say Payback on it. 
whether you're two years old or you're 70 years old, I think everyone wants a little payback. So it's definitely some dope stuff to rock. Check it out. And, you know, thank you very much for the interview. It was a great interview, and I really appreciate it. And thank you for being on Welcome to the Country, y'all. This is Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Lord Payback. Thank you. Good night. Good night.